0: Other Siders. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino. Welcome back. I am here with the Laffy to my Taffy, Mr. Rufino. Hello. 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 Well, hello. Howdy. Howdy. It's like we've never been on a microphone before. We're
1: just saying things.
0: Like Dory. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Uh, welcome back. If you have been joining us for a while and if it's your first time joining us, welcome to the show. We, in, we hope you enjoy our uh, chats, laughter, craziness, tears, anger. All of that. All the things. I hope you go through the same range of emotions as we do as you listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I picture some of our listeners that we know personally and uh, them having a conversation with us while they listen. And just picturing their reactions and maybe saying something and then I say it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're on the same wavelength. And I love when that happens. It's just cosmic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So today's conversation is going to be about favoritism and jealousy. Want to talk about it? Want to hear about it? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. So which would you like to start with?
1: Let's start with favoritism.
0: Favoritism. Okay, so let's kind of outline what scenarios would dictate favoritism in order for people to kind of have a view of our mindset of favoritism. Sound good? Sounds great. So favoritism for my mindset, I think about, um, you know, it could be in a family dynamic. It could be in a friendship dynamic. It could be a work dynamic, um, all different ways of, uh, or places of relationships, I guess. And so when I think of a family dynamic and I think about favoritism, actually, let me just let's backtrack just for a second. Let's go to the definition of favoritism first. And then let me give you a dynamic because I got a perfect dynamic. Favoritism is defined as the practice of giving unfair preferential treatment to one person or group at the expense of another.
1: That sounds pretty straightforward.
0: That also sounds like a catalyst for jealousy, which Mm -hmm. is why we did both of them together. So I have favoritism for Daisy. Mm -hmm. You know how everybody would know that? Because she is mostly posted on my social media accounts more often than Pacino or Max. Pacino would probably come in second. Max would uh, definitely come into the, the last slot on that. Mostly because he tries to hide from the camera. He's not very uh, camera friendly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Whether it be his face or whether it be just seeing the camera, he looks away. He has no interest. Daisy will pose. Um, And matter of fact, we took some pictures before the show. too. (laughs) Uh, So there's favoritism there in me going ahead and blasting Daisy to the world to the point where a lot of friends and the, and, family that we have that haven't met her feel like they have already.
1: Yeah, they they're I mean, she has her own Facebook page.
0: (laughs) I forgot about that. Yes, she does. She does. And so she gets preferential treatment. She gets, you know, the first pick at the spot on the bed. Uh, She gets yelled at less by me compared to (laughs) the others, Um, whereas Pacino could have the same behavior and, uh, you know, he does not get treated the same way by me however he is favored by jeff yeah um which it didn't start that way because pacino and i met first and i picked him out and he was with me for a little bit but something about jeff they're they're just drawn to each other there's a there's a connection there
1: (laughs) in in many ways
0: in many (laughs) in many ways just like there is for daisy now those are pets. Those are animals where they don't necessarily verbalize their feelings in that way. But here's what I'll say. If I am admonishing Pacino for doing something, Daisy will walk in between us so that I'm not yelling at him. She goes to protect. So she knows that there's a different dynamic there and a different tone in my voice. Yeah. Now, when it comes to friendships, I think that, um, When I think about a group of people that grow up together through school and through scenarios, life scenarios that happen through jobs and and that sort of thing, you tend to have friends in that group that can be your best friend. And then, you know, the others are just a group of friends that always hang around. Right. And I remember um, I had a couple of friends that were super, super close and one like Her and I would always work together in the same jobs. You know, you just hook your friend up as you move along. And um, we weren't super close then, but we became super close later. And then I had another friend, same scenario, also helped each other moving through jobs. But she and I would both get in a position of jealousy if we favored somebody outside of us. So we were best friends. We did everything together, including working together. We'd sleep over each other's houses. We'd, you know, go to places together. And if we found out, like, the other went to the mall without them and went with another friend that was maybe in a a group. It was a problem. It was a problem. Right. And so if it happened more than once, then it's like a brawl. (laughs) Everybody's going down. Everybody's going to know about it. And your name is going to be in the slam book. Right. So, ooh, 1900s reference. Yeah. The bully book. Hmm. Yeah. Let's not start that back up. Um, So, you know, there's favoritism there. There's favoritism possibly with parents and, you know, the kids that they have. They have a favorite. They have one that they Kind of like, and they have one that they're like, you know what? Let's see what happens.
1: (laughs) Even sometimes when they say they don't, they do.
0: They don't like them or they do.
1: Even when they say they don't have a favorite. Oh, (laughs) they they generally
0: do. I think it's just natural to have one that you connect with on a a different Mm -hmm. level. And whether it is a parent uh, child relationship, whether it's with your pet, whether it's with a coworker or a friend, there's always somebody that um, you connect with on a different level. But sometimes it's one sided. Sometimes you feel like maybe I thought the connection was there, but in reality, it wasn't. Maybe I saw things happen differently than they were actually happening. And it's interesting because I started this conversation on Facebook, you know, and we talked about it on our last podcast a little bit. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people that feel like there was a connection that they had with somebody, but clearly that person didn't rise to the occasion on it. And I think, um, part of that can be the favoritism that you see happening is that you show a lot of favoritism to a person because that's just out of your natural character. But then when you step back or you have a period of time away from that person, you realize I was never in their favor.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a weird feeling when you've given somebody, and I don't want to say, like, time, because it's not really, like, giving them a favor so they can give you a favor, but if you give somebody, like, the status of being in your, I'm gonna, it's not really a 1900s reference, it's probably more like a 2000s reference, but being in your top eight, right, Mm -hmm. and, um, they and then you find out that you're not in theirs. Right. It's it's a weird feeling because it feels like you have tried to squeeze this thing and nothing's coming out.
0: So, with me being more on the emotional intuitive side and you being more on the logical practical side, do you experience um favoritism? And Or have you watched favoritism happen, or do you just not let it even enter your brain and come out the other way?
1: <laughs> um, the way that I look at favoritism is more pragmatic. It's if somebody wants to ride with me, then they ride with me. And if not, that's cool too. Uh, similarly, I always try to analyze the people around me to make sure that they are enhancing my life experience in some way. And that doesn't mean they have to, you know, bring me gifts or anything. But I'm just saying, like...
0: Yes, it does. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Quite often and frequently.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I really mean more like, am I having... Is it somebody who I can have a conversation with and it'll be an intellectual conversation? Is it somebody who can... Hang with the, the interests that I have and, and uh, the jokes that we, we make back and forth. Is there some is it somebody who are, are there people that you you're not going to kind of and not to sound horrible, but not be bored around. Right. And I think For both I, sides. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so um, and then, of course, are there people that are not going to uh, that understand boundaries because. I'm also a very, I'm not a, a a very like, come on in kind like I'm not a very I don't want to say welcoming but I, I I have very strict lines where it's like don't cross this area. Um, you don't
0: do well with impulsiveness.
1: Yeah, I need you know we, you can't just show up at my house and say let's let's hang out. That's that's not a. Thing.
0: That's a story for um our Patreon account.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, so you, you, that's one thing. Um, but if in the same vein that like, if I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. I also kind of expect that from the people I keep in, you know, or keep around me. So you do
0: set expectations around what you, what kind of relationship you have with people and the distance between you both in your relationship, like a casual friend, probably not a lot of expectations there. Right. But if you have somebody that's your BFF, then there is like a scroll of expectations you would have of each other. Not that it's an agreement or a contract, but it's just, I would expect my BFF to take off their hoops and put Vaseline on their face. If something was going down, You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's just the, the phrase that we have together. But if it was Somebody that was a casual friend, I wouldn't. Ex- I'd expect them to be more of like gaining to understand what's going on and why. Why is there even an issue here? And be on the outside and not understand so much the passion behind a situation.
1: Yeah. Now to switch it to um to like business. Hmm. It's a it's a kind of a dicey subject, and only because when you're in a business environment. You know, um, if anybody's been in sales, everybody has. If there's like almost a cliche that the person who sells a lot, they can come in late. Mm-hmm. They can leave early, you know, because uh, they're
0: they're just going to make the money. They're going to yeah. make the profit. It's it's OK. Yeah. So if that's not in all businesses, but that is no. an underlying issue or uh, unspoken truth.
1: Yeah. And similarly, if there are people in a business who have the gift of gab or really know how to. How to turn on the charm. Watch it, buddy. Watch it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But in in certain um, instances, they get away with things that other people may not. And so favoritism in that kind of I mean, it it can be different when you're working like in a smaller business or say like a smaller business, like a smaller store that may be part of a lot of stores um, versus an office in a bigger business or or working for a bigger company where you have more accountability for well if you're late clearly on the you know the computer says you're late and after a while it just says hey you've been late this many times and it triggers whatever Whatever's well, because the
0: computer is not going to have the emotion to provide favoritism there. Correct. So it's just based on fact right then and there. <laughs> Whereas, you know, maybe in a salaried role where you're not clocking in, like I had that when I worked in the office. Right. And in that I didn't clock in. I made sure I was always there early because I knew faces. Well, a, I wanted to get my stuff done. That's just how I roll. But I knew that there were faces that were going to look for me. Um, So that's just part of my ethics and, you know, being there and being ready and being above and beyond in that point. I think that this with business, it could go into jealousy very quickly. And I don't want to jump ahead. I wanted to go into um, how it can be perceived from the employee side as favoritism. And part of that is what you just said, you know, with the standards. Mm -hmm. Um, But then employees can also have a favorite leader. Yeah. Right. So you have maybe employees of a store they have there. Uh, y- you got like you're a store leader, your operations leader, maybe a merchandise leader, um, maybe a shift leader, maybe uh, just a department leader, not just a department leader, but a department leader. And maybe the shift leader is the favorite because that's the person that everybody can relate to. That's the next step up. And that's the person they connect with. So they're more willing to stay later, come in earlier, go above and beyond to get the store ready because that's just what they want to do. They have the passion for that person. Whereas maybe the operations manager, not so much. Because they don't get the schedule that they want. And the operations manager is the one that puts together the schedule and that sort of thing. Um, and then s- flip it. You know, all the leaders that I just m- mentioned or managers, they have this their favorite crew. So if I'm creating a schedule, maybe I'm putting my favorite crew on with me. And maybe I'm telling them we're going to get out. A little before what we normally get out. You know, maybe the store closes at nine. You guys are scheduled till 10. Let's get out of here at 9.05. But when we close with any other shift, we're staying till 10.
1: One of the things about that is that favoritism, it does lead to jealousy, which we're going to talk about later. But it also leads to mistrust because when you I mean, the 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 surface top-level thing that's going to happen is that you don't have a standard. So you don't have a standard rule. You don't have a standard way of treating people. And so if the rules are not a standard, then why should we follow them, right? And if you're not holding everybody accountable to the same thing, why should I trust that the treatment that you're giving me is what you're supposed to be,
0: right? Well, yeah, I mean, trust is like a whole other mountain or rabbit hole to dig into right because if again if you're trusting that there is a standard that everybody is supposed to meet because that's the guidelines of the organization that's why you're in the role that you're in is to lead us amongst those rules and standards but then you find out one person gets a little too big-headed and wants to you know kind of flaunt the benefits that they've received that are not in line with where everybody else is, that's when a challenge happens and trust is like broken and the ripple effect from there is limitless. Hey, other-siders. Are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom-made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. <laughs> Welcome back. We oh, are talking about favoritism and jealousy and uh, before we head into jealousy, I want to talk a little bit more about favoritism still. I think that um, there's a reason behind why favoritism happens. Um, and I do believe that it is a, a, a fine line between favoritism leading to jealousy if it is very pronounced how that favoritism works. Mm-hmm. And I think that in a workforce environment that it can draw employees to um, kind of overdo it and burn themselves out because at some point the favoritism runs out. And, you know, the person that is showing favoritism that may be in a leadership position to this employee will. Uh, You know, it it could just be a mood, a mood change, a shift change or I don't know, some sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, dynamic Mm -hmm. change or maybe something was told to the leader that puts that employee in a bad light. And now the leader doesn't treat that employee the same way and they treat a team member the way that the employee used to be treated. I think of Simon Sinek when he talks about the styrofoam cup that you the role that you're in has all the prestige it's not about you because the next person that gets into that role gets all the prestige that comes with that role but you're leaving without any of the things that were in that office or like the ceramic cup that holds your coffee like you always deserve a styrofoam cup and shouldn't let that get to your head
1: also along that line you know at as you move up in Wherever environment you're in, whether it's business or personal or whatever, there's always an uh, for everything that goes up, you know, what goes up must come down. And so you always want to be cognizant of how you how you react to the environment that you're in when you are going up. Right. Because the same people that you. You know, it's a you see memes about it. The people that used that to you,
0: be a, my favorite Skilo song, actually, that was very underrated. Which one? About um, going up the stairs. That the same people that you see going up are the same ones you see going down. Yeah. And I just saw a quote the other day. I'm going to interrupt you and go for it. Yeah, I was going to apologize, and then I caught myself. Well, so. we talk about
1: the same thing, so <laughs> it's cool.
0: The quote was: "You don't look down on anybody unless you're reaching your hand." To pull them up with you, mm-hmm. and I love that, you know, and and that's the way that an idealistic world would be. But the realism is that it's a doggy dog world, right? Like, you know, everybody is there for each other until something comes between them when they're not.
1: Yeah, and it's unfortunate because we really are all in it together
0: but then the challenge i'm again sorry it's unfortunate and that's the challenge that we're in it together but when it comes to business what irks me is that that's the phrase that's used to cover up the reasons why it's done it's just business it's not personal it's just business it's not personal and the fact is business is very personal business is You have to have emotion to be in business because that's what drives the passion to give to the customers and to also give to your internal customers. And if you don't have the passion behind it and you only have this, well, business is business attitude, then that's where you're not going to succeed.
1: Also, I mean, you're not not only you're not going to succeed, but you are actually you may have people that will actively undermine you so that you really do fail Mm -hmm. because that's just the same The same ruler that you use to measure everything around you is what comes around to you. So if you are, if you do feel like, and this is really for people who get that favorite treatment, right? Like, so if you kind of notice that, see how you can use that to bring your entire team up instead of just, hey, okay, so I guess I can show up late whenever I want. And that kind of thing. Because what will happen is that people will see that you are part of a a unit you like mm-hmm. the whole group is a unit that's
0: a great way to reflect on it
1: and so if at any point that favoritism fades and you didn't take advantage of it when it moves to the next person it'll be on them so now they bring everybody up too so every so there's never a point where you're going you're you're coming back down because everybody's pushing you have each momentum. other. Yeah.
0: You have momentum there. Uh, you know, like Jeff said, as a leader, just to repeat it, because this is really crucial when you think about your team and you're trying to think right now, as you listen to us, do I favor my team? Is there somebody specific that I favor or do I treat them equally? Think about the behaviors that your team exhibits and then think about what would happen if it was you that was doing that. And would it come across the same and would it be allowed? And would you just allow it ethically and morally to be a leader of a team, if you had those behaviors, I think that's a really great way to look in the mirror and then decide how to address it accordingly. And it's just a matter of team. You know what? I haven't been uh, role modeling things for you the way that I would expect expect myself to. So moving forward, things might feel a little different, but it's because I'm committed to being as um, transparent with you as I can be as your leader. And I want to make sure that we're all on the same page together and moving forward together.
1: That's a good way to generate trust.
0: Right. Calling it out.
1: We said that, you know, favoritism can lead to mistrust. Mm -hmm. A good way to at least start on the right track for, for rebuilding trust is, like you said, calling it out, holding yourself accountable, making yourself vulnerable. You know, like make yourself put yourself in a position where you say, "Look, it, I hold myself accountable as well." So it's difficult, but it really is only difficult if you add ego to it. Mm-hmm. If you say, "You know what? I'm human. It's okay. I can screw up." And I am time, a robot. Yeah. I don't know what happened.
0: <laughs> but, but like you know, <laughs> I this, really just did that.
1: <laughs> this time and I, I messed me. up. Hey, I'm, I, it's your world. <laughs> But um, but if you say, like, this time I, I messed up, and what I'm going to do about it is th- here's how I'm going to fix it, that's perfectly fine. I can't tell you how many times somebody will – I mean, and this is not just, like, a favoritism thing, but somebody might point out something that somebody did incorrectly and or maybe an opportunity that they have to fix something, and the response – even if it's written is five hundred reasons why this wasn't my fault. When really the only thing that you have to do is, hey, my bad. Mm-hmm. Here's how I'm gonna fix it. No mm-hmm. problem.
0: Yeah, it's more work to build up the excuses than it is to just take the accountability for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another uh, quote that I like a lot, and I apologize that I can't reference who said it. It's remember, there's a time. There was a time where you weren't perfect either. Mm -hmm. remember there was a time where you weren't perfect either uh and i had posted that probably about a year ago on facebook and that one hit me because it's so easy to point out the flaws it's so easy to just be like that person ain't doing that right and "Mm, i don't know why they're in that job or why they're getting that favoritism or xyz which comes from ego comes from jealousy right which we're going to get into but you know that kind of put me in a Oh, yeah, I've been in that position, you know, and and brings back the empathy because we all have our moments of being human and going through the emotions, which jealousy is one of them. And it's it's a natural emotion to feel. It's dependent on how you act on it, if it's a bad emotion or a good emotion. Yeah. And if you take the jealousy that you feel and you reflect back on what am I jealous of? In this moment, am I jealous of the favoritism this person receives? If that's the case, what did that person receive that I am not benefiting from? And is this something that needs to be called out or is this something that has nothing to do with me and I just need to focus and stay in my lane? Um, And then there's the, the good part of it where it pushes you to be better because maybe you were the person that was coming in late and slacking. Now you see other people picking up. You know, what you were throwing down and how you got successful, because a lot of people forget like the grind that they put in and then they start coasting off of that, not realizing that I'm just coasting and not growing because I lost my grind. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, the bad part of it is if it starts affecting you health wise, it could affect your body. It's weird. It could growing your body is tension in your shoulders or grinding your teeth at night or muscle spasms or health issues, you know, like it's what's that phrase? It's like asking resentment is asking somebody to
1: Is drinking poison and waiting for the
0: other person person. to die. Yeah, waiting for the other person to die. And so you're holding all this in, but yet nothing is changing around you. Mm -hmm. So what has to change? Is it who's around you? Is it a conversation that needs to happen? Or is it you that needs to kind of realign yourself? And it's not saying that you can't be jealous of anything and that you can't be emotional. It's feel it, think about it, analyze it, then do something.
1: Jealousy is a very natural emotion. However, um, fighting against it, like one of the things, um, there's a movie, Remember the Titans, where uh, one of the players goes up to the coach and starts telling him that the reason that he's not able to um, execute a particular play is because the refs keep calling him on something. And the coach is like dude i don't want your excuses i just want you to go out there and do it and so with the jealousy thing that's kind of where i am with that is if i ever see somebody that's being treated differently that's being treated with favoritism over me i i can feel the jealousy but i don't let it rule me um there's an expression that um if you wait by the river eventually you'll see the bodies of your enemies float by. And that's a little harsh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just because you're jealous doesn't mean that they're enemies. Yeah. Finish him. (laughs)
1: But the truth is that if you stay on your grind, on your hustle, and you do the right things that you're supposed to do, you can see somebody that has a, a, like, the leader of your team favors one specific person. Maybe the leader of your team gets promoted next week or leaves the company or whatever. If you're performing at the the level that you're supposed to be performing and you're just, you've got the horse blinders on and you're just running your race, eventually, either that leader is going to come around and say, you know what, why am I giving all this favoritism to somebody who's not producing for me and is coming and taking advantage of it and Eventually, what's going to happen is it's going to affect me because their performance reflects on me. Or if they leave, the next person is going to say, well, what do you mean you always came in late for the other guy? That's not that's not how we run things.
0: That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. You can't just
1: be coming in late. And now that person is going to be way behind because, you know, we all know that habits take time to form. Mm hmm. So. Being able to wake up on time and get ready, and be productive when you come in on time, and when you're at work, the a lot of the uh, the steps to most jobs it takes time to learn them, it takes time to master them, and it takes it's it's a habit you have to form to perform well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know, picture the job that you're doing now that you do really well, and now subtract all the experience you have and picture how you did that job day one.
0: Or picture the job that you do really well right now and how do you take it to the greater side? Like Mm -hmm. what's going to make this job role the one that people aspire to be because you set a new standard as opposed to meeting the standard of the job. Correct. Right. And that's part of well, I'll go into that in a second. So the other side from a different perspective is thinking about you don't know what conversation happened between that leader and that employee where either the verbiage is more positive and they seem favored because they're getting more positive feedback or they're getting a special perk where they get to come in a little later on Tuesdays or whatever you, if you weren't there for that conversation to find out that maybe that employee has a situation going on at home and the leader is working with that person or that employee just had like, um, major meltdown and their confidence is low and the leader is working with them to just kind of coach them through. And maybe your leader is harder on you because they know how they can push you to be greater because you can handle things in a different way. Until you understand those circumstances, it's you have to separate yourself from thinking that everything is about you and it's geared towards you. If you didn't ask for it, go for it, or get it, then reflect back on, well, why not? Um, When I think about my business or, you know, what we're doing over here, part of our values are, you know, the other side of negativity. Always look for the other side of negativity. Always look for the positive in things is what I mean by that. Um, Always look for the other side of a situation instead of just seeing one side. Always look for, the other side of gossiping, always look for it. So it's always looking for the great out of a situation instead of reaching for it to be the negative right away, because that's what people tend to do. We sometimes we just all collectively get into this negative bubble and we're happy just blowing more bubbles, mm-hmm. <laughs> floating and floating and floating. And then eventually the bubble that we're all sitting in, we're too heavy for it and it pops and we're falling. And that's where we're seeing people on the ladder that we saw on the way up that we never reached a hand down to pull up with us, right, when we had that moment. So don't miss out on a moment to be greater as a human being, as a family member, as a friend, as a co-worker, as a leader. And don't miss out on an opportunity to just be greater with yourself. Don't be hard on yourself if you are in a position where you're feeling jealous over a situation just reflect feel it analyze it think about it and then do something about it and until then stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you on the other side
1: thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe and share we'll see you next
0: time on the other side enterprise